Hey man, do you dig that backstage pass show? Oh man, that show is totally happening, man. Those guys are real gone cats. Yeah, I hear the next show is all about the year 1966, man. Whoa, that is freaking me out. 66 was a happening year, man. We had the first Russian satellite to land on the moon, the first artificial heart transplant, the opening of the Metropolitan Opera House, and groundbreaking for the World Trade Center in New York City. And oh, and oh yeah, man, that hippie drug LSD was made illegal in California. Hey, hey, and speaking of California, Candlestick Park in San Francisco became a famous site on an August night in 1966, as the Beatles made their final appearance as a group. Man, it would have been hip to be backstage at that concert. Oh, righteous. I'm gonna go down to the burger joint for some gutwadden. Hey, don't forget to listen to the show, man, on your iPod. Yeah, dude, yeah, no problem, man. Hey, hey, what's an iPod? Is that some sort of transistor radio brand? Dude? Hi everybody, this is Jay. And this is Mark. And we'd like to welcome you to Backstage Pass. We take you behind the magic and inside Disney history, pulling back the curtains and letting you see the Disney magic and history up close. With an eclectic mix of entertaining topics, humor, and tons of information and details, we want to keep you learning and smiling. So here is your Backstage Pass. Hello, Will Jeffers, Times, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, Gary Anderson, The Post. You here to interview the boys? Yeah, rumors are saying this might be the last concert together. Yeah, lots of rumors, lots of rumors. Are you guys ready? They promised to come right back here after they're done. Sounds good. You want some coffee? Uh, yeah, thanks. There you go. Thanks. Hey, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they do break up. All of that flack with Lennon and the British columnist, uh, uh, see if I can remember what he said. It was to uh, Maureen Cleave in the London Evening Standard. Uh, Christianity will go. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue with that. Uh, I'm right and I'll be proved right. We're more popular now than Jesus. Uh, I don't know which will go first, rock and roll or Christianity. Hey, you know, they've even had some mass protests. You know, the Vatican denounced John Lennon's remarks. Alabama radio station WAQY provided a giant tree grinder machine for the listeners to come by and, and destroy their Beatles records. You know, the Ku Klux Klan organized similar Beatles uh, bonfires and tried to stop the Memphis concert. You know, the guys have actually received death threats, too. The Beatles arrived in Japan today as their tour of the Far East continues. Across the Pacific in the United States, a furor is developing over comments John Lennon made. Now, this religious controversy, I know you don't want to say too much about it, but does it worry you that it's going to boil up when you get to the States? Well, it bullies me, yes, but I hope everything will be all right in the end of the day. Do you think this is going to be a controversial tour like the Philippines was? Oh, no, no. No, it's going to be fine. If it had said we're more, uh, television is more popular than Jesus, I might have got away with it. 
<laughs> as I just happened to be talking to a friend, I used the word Beatles as a remote thing, not as what I think, as Beatles as though those other Beatles like other people see us. I just said they are having more, in, more influence on kids and things than anything else, including Jesus. But I said it in that way, which is the wrong way. Yeah, well, yeah. Some teenagers have, said, uh, have repeated your statements that the Beatles, I like the Beatles more than Jesus Christ. What do you think about that? Well, originally I was, I was pointed out that fact in reference to England, that we meant more to kids than Jesus did, or religion at that time. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down, I was just saying it as a fact. And it sort of, it is true, especially more for England than here. You know, I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person or God as a thing or whatever it is. You know, I just said what I said and it was wrong or was taken wrong and now it's all this. It doesn't matter about people not liking our record or not liking the way they look or what we say. You know, they're entitled to not like us. We're entitled not to have anything to do with them if we don't want to, or not to regard them. You know, we've all got our rights, you know. <laughs> you know, probably in 40 years from now, that'll be considered pretty tame. Man, people like to get all excited and worked up about things. Hey, speaking about getting excited about things, did you get to go to that press event at Disneyland for the opening of the new uh, New Orleans sections of the park this summer? Nah, I wanted to, but the paper sent someone else. Was it any good? Oh, it was great. Here, I I still have my notes on it here. Let's see. Uh, it was a really great day at Disneyland. They served a very authentic New Orleans meal, 5.30 to 7.30 at the Blue Bayou Restaurant with uh, shrimp and brochette, fried eggplant, hot French bread, and uh, New Orleans chicken gumbo. Then we were able to enjoy the Fantasy in the Sky fireworks and listen and dance to the Glen Kennedy Orchestra and the young men from New Orleans. The ladies were able to get a complimentary perfume packet from the perfume shop in the square and uh, we all got a free souvenir photograph taken at the patio at the end of Orleans Street in New Orleans Square. You know, three new attractions opened at Disneyland in 1966. The time is the 1860s. The place is New Orleans where cotton was king and the good life was his decree. This bustling port, often called the Paris of the Americas, was truly the nation's most glamorous city. Now, through the creativity of Walt Disney, she lives again as Disneyland's first new land in 11 years. As you enter New Orleans Square, you become a part of the history and culture, which dates back over 100 years. Winding streets and intimate courtyards take you back to the period when iron lace balconies and magnificently gowned ladies were much a part of the rich life. Quaint little shops and vendors line the streets of the square, offering a wide variety of unique items. Stop in at Lafitte's Silver Shop and see custom design charms and jewelry. Or visit the Gourmet Shop where the finest of culinary accessories and exotic spices are on display. Throughout the square you will find vendors selling candies and nuts, flowers and even portraits done in pastel. Good food was always in evidence in New Orleans, and the same is true at Disneyland's New Orleans Square. Here you may dine in a wide variety of unique restaurants, featuring an impressive list of New Orleans delicacies. 
Whether you choose the elegance of the Blue Bayou restaurant, the cosmopolitan atmosphere of the French market, or any of the quaint sidewalk cafes, your meal is sure to be a memorable one. These are just a few of the components that make New Orleans Square as inviting and captivating as its namesake. It's a Small World is Walt Disney's most colorful and enchanting new attraction here at Disneyland in 1966. You take the happiest cruise that ever sailed as the children of the world sing, dance, and perform in their native settings. Fanciful creatures and charming settings highlight this fun-filled excursion round the world of entertainment. This happy-go-lucky voyage of laughter and gaiety is one you will not want to miss on your Disneyland visit. Now open in Fantasyland, presented by the Bank of America. And now, as we travel back in time, back to the fantastic primeval world, land of the dinosaurs, this year, 1966, experience Primeval World as it takes you back to the dawn of time, where you emerge before the beginning of history, as thundering dinosaurs, gigantic insects, and primitive plant life are recreated through the magic of audio-animatronics. You will see the savagery, the primitive beauty, and the struggle for survival that existed millions of years before the coming of man. Board the Santa Fe and Disneyland Railroad at the Main Street USA Frontierland or Tomorrowland stations for your journey into primeval world, now at Disneyland in California. Man, that sounded like the place to be that day. Yeah, it was really amazing. Hey, hey, when you were there, did you hear anything about Walt Disney being ill? Yeah, you know, I was, I was talking to some cast members. December 16th, 1966. Obituary. Walt Disney, 65, dies on coast. Special to the New York Times. Los Angeles, December 15th. Walt Disney, who built his whimsical cartoon world of Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Snow White, and the Seven Dwarfs into a $100 million a year entertainment empire, died in St. Joseph's Hospital here this morning. He was 65 years old. His death at 9.35 a.m. was attributed to acute circulatory collapse. He had undergone surgery a month ago for the removal of a lung tumor that was discovered after he entered the hospital for treatment of an old neck injury received in a polo match. On November 30th, he re-entered the hospital for a post-operative checkup. Just before his last illness, Mr. Disney was supervising the construction of the new Disneyland in Florida, a ski resort in the Sequoia National Forest and the renovation of the 10-year-old Disneyland at Anaheim. His motion picture studio was turning out six new productions and several television shows, and he was spearheading the development of the vast University of the Arts called Cal Art, now under construction here. Although Mr. Disney held no formal title at Walt Disney Productions, he was in direct charge of the company and was deeply involved in all of its operations. Indeed, with the recent decision of Jack L. Warner to sell his interest in the Warner Brothers studio, Mr. Disney was the last of Hollywood's veteran movie makers who remained in personal control of a major studio. Roy Disney, Walt Disney's 74-year-old brother, who is president and chairman of Walt Disney Productions and who directs its financial operations, said, 
We will continue to operate Walt's company in the way that he had established and guided it. All of the plans for the future that Walt had begun will continue to move ahead. Besides his brother, Mr. Disney is survived by his widow Lillian, two daughters, Mrs. Ron Miller and Mrs. Robert Brown. A private funeral service will be held at a time to be announced. Well, 1966 turned out to be a pretty busy year, huh? Oh, hey, look, they're done on stage. I guess we'll be getting an interview soon, huh? Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, you guys ready for your interviews? Here they come. If you'd like to see our source information for this topic or have questions or comments, please join us on the Inside the Magic forums in the Backstage Pass with Jay and Mark section. This is Jay, and this is Mark, saying we'll see you next time, Backstage. <laughs>